Pickaxe. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, cast and crew, to a special Arcanum prequel episode. With Fables of Fendrea Arcanum now at a close, we wanted to take a look back at the very first adventure that brought our beloved Zue and Rid together. This will be the last adventure from the Arcanum crew before we announce our newest Fables of Fendrea series and cast in just two weeks. If you want an early sneak peek of the trailer for the new season, and a look into the faces of the newest Fables cast, head on over to patreon.com slash castparty. You'll also receive ad-free episodes, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, hilarious monthly one-shots, and so much more. Thank you all so much for listening, and for making our mini-series such a wonderful addition to the cast party lineup. Enjoy the episode, cast and crew! Hello everyone, and welcome to this very special pre-Arcanum story for our side campaign of Fables of Fendrea Arcanum. I am your director for today's fun adventure, uh, Jose Polino, or at DM Jose P on TikTok and other fun socials. And I am joined today by two, count them, two of our very special group of adventurers in uh, Sin and Annie. So I'll let them introduce themselves, beginning with, uh, I guess, Annie. Hi, I'm Annie. For the last time, I'm playing Rid, Gaslight, Gatekeep, Ghoul Boss. And you can find me as Cantrip, C-A-N-N-E, on all the socials I care about. And Sin. Salutations, my name is Sin, and I'll be playing Zue, Collector of Chronicles, aspiring to herald the histories of Fendrea, and feeling really weird about going back to our original taglines. <laughs> you can find me on all my socials at sensationally.me, C-I-N instead of S-E-N. We begin this adventure just on the outskirts of the Vale of the Mist. Some town, some city, unknown, unnamed. Does it matter? Perhaps. But at the end of the day, we choose to focus our story on two individuals and how their meeting foretold way too many things to come, but at the same time, granted them endless possibilities into a future they were not even aware of they were stepping into. So with that, we begin with the two of you. As you're both walking through the streets, Zue, 
you had a mission. It was but a couple of days ago that you met with Rid at a local tavern. Do you remember what you were feeling when you met with Rid? At first, I had been in complete shock and enchantment with this beautiful purple being. And after getting to know her, the excitement had kept building and just this feeling of positivity and looking forward, but also a hint of nervousness. You follow these feelings as they sort of linger in the back of your head, this ever-present voice ringing out to this connection that you had just established. And every now and then as you're walking through this path, heading to your destination, every now and then you turn over and you see Rid, and you're reminded again of those initial feelings. Now Rid, same with you. It was but a couple of days ago in which you stumbled upon Zue. What was your feeling when you met up with Zue? This person had captivated the whole room. And I had to know what kind of person can do that. It was just a sort of light and a sort of energy that I hadn't had in my life for a very long time. Same with you. As you walk now, there was an agreement that was made between the two of you. There was a mission, Rid, that you now find yourself being a part of. As Zue, you were led by Ilianas to a very specific location. You were led to the mansion of Elterin, a member of the Arcanum that fell out of favor with uh, the Arcanum for unknown reasons, even to you. But what you do know is that the Arcanum, as well as Ilianas, is very interested in having you retrieve something from this mansion, if you will. Now, you had already gone there before meeting up with Rid for the first time. You had gone there with an adventuring party. You searched and rummaged through the entire mansion, but found nothing of what you were seeking. As you now sort of look down at your book, and written in your book is the only note that you have, which clearly states, you will find what you're looking for when the time is right. And that is the only thing you sort of have to go off on. So for the sake of this, we begin our adventure as you guys are nearing this mansion belonging to Elterin, E-L-T-O-R-I-N, a half-elf member of the Arcanum with very dark skin, but these beautiful, vibrant yellow eyes, a brown mess of short hair that you saw around every now and then with either conversing with Ilionas a, a some time ago, or on certain occasions, if your paths happen to cross, you have seen this individual, but ever since this falling off, the connection's definitely severed. But with that, you guys let me know what you would like to do or what you would like to discuss as you head towards this mansion. As we're walking, Zue is constantly asking Rid questions whenever there's a slight lull in any kind of conversation. So, I know you said that people are sometimes purple, but like, how did you get like that? Was it an experiment? Was it a spell? Rid is walking with her trademark kind of flat-eyed monotone expression on her face and flicks her eyes up at Zue's pink hair and then back down at Zue's face. How'd you get your pink hair? See, we all have color questions. My hair's just like this. 
and my skin is just like this. That's fair. And Zoe's going to start writing that in her book. Rid, you guys are walking and that familiar voice creeps in. Asking questions about our skin and colors and things. You should show her what your neck looks like when it's flipped all the way around. Snap your neck. Uh, no, don't do that. That might be a little um, off-putting. Break her leg. No, it wouldn't go back. What wouldn't go back? My skin, if I tried to change it to something else. Says Rid very awkwardly. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense if that's what your skin is naturally. Yeah, you get it. As you guys are walking, it's a, it's a, very, it's a very nice day. It's kind of the reason for why you chose Rid to join along in this, apart from other different reasons. But Zue, for you, you needed to revisit this mansion. You needed to find this this thing. It bothered you. The simple fact that just you had been there before with a different group. You had been there and you tried searching around and you tried finding a way of fulfilling this task, but you couldn't. So it's almost like now what you're doing is that now you're chasing it out of a personal need to fulfill it. And with that, you both came together to undertake this perhaps on your own. Maybe there's things that you didn't see the first time, but you're pretty sure about the path you were walking on. It's the same path you walk now, but now as you creep closer to the mansion, just slowly the sun begins to set and it feels almost as if the sun is setting faster, right? You're, you're watching time escape away from you. And sure enough, within a couple of steps, you arrive at a completely gated property that stretches for miles. Strong steel fence with spikes at the very top, these two gargoyles towards the entrance, and then a door, beautiful ornate door that is uh, just a gate as well, but it is all bent and rusted and completely overtaken with time. And as the sun sets and the moon rises, it just feels like time to you both is passing faster than anticipated. But then again, it all feels very natural. And there, Zue, you notice that same opening that you and your party had used, but a few days ago. There's a bit of a formation underneath the foundation of one of the, 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 the gates what's made up of, of stone. And if you shift some of those rocks and things around, you're able to enter the main courtyard before entering the mansion officially. Zue is going to walk up to that little opening, and she's going to turn back to Rid. Oh, I think we can get in through this way. Okay. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, I can go first. I'm not the sneakiest person, but I will definitely do my best. And I try to slide my way through. Rid smiles at the awkward sliding. You just hear in your head as you're laughing at that very sweetly, just... Ugh, amateurs. I don't remember you being particularly sneaky. No response. I didn't think so. So you both now enter into the main entryway, if you will, of this mansion, which you're adjusted to it, Zue. But if I may, I'll probably have both of you guys go ahead and roll for me a perception check. 
It's an 11. <laughs> How's a two do ya? Zoe, you're too distracted. Again, you're 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 perceiving everything as you've already perceived it. You've already been here. You're right. You're not necessarily looking out for anything too particular. Rid, you pick up, however, on one window that is open on the top right of the mansion. And the mansion is just a, it's a very beautiful shade of gray now as the paint on it has just completely washed away. Perhaps it was white at one point, perhaps it was a, a, another sort of uh, stone-like color. But now the gray and the vines twirling around the massive pillars that make up the entrance of it, it has some wear and tear for sure. And it's adorned with windows everywhere. There are windows that make up the front door, massive windows that come up to the entrance. On the side, you can even make out some windows as well with their fair share of broken glass, broken frame. Say but one window that you see to the right that is open. And from it, you hear music. It's this almost party-like atmosphere kind of music. And you hear it, it sounds distant, like a record player that just just been left on. And it just plays. Rid lifts her chin at the window and looks over at Zue, going up. Yeah, I'm curious if there's another way in. What's wrong with the window? I've been through plenty of windows in my day. I just, I'm not the strongest climber, is all. I can boost you. Uh, oh, uh, sure. Yeah. This window is definitely what looks like it's on like a second floor. Zoe, go ahead and just give me an intelligence check and give it to me with advantage because you've already been here. Five. You recall you entered through the main door. This is literally an abandoned place. You may not remember the details, but the reason this place is in the state in which it currently is it's because once the Arcanum got word of Eltorin defacting away, they made sure to pay this mansion a visit. But that sound, that music, that was not there before. Maybe we should try the main entrance. I thought you said this place was abandoned. What's with the music? I, I'm honestly not sure. I didn't hear it last time. Okay, well, do you think there's people in there? Because if there's people in there, perhaps the window. I could go first. I could go open the door for you. If you don't think there's people, Rid takes out the thieves' tools from her bag and kind of fans them out like a ring of keys. We have options. I don't know if splitting up is a good idea, but I don't know if I could make it through the window. Honestly. If there's people, we could always talk to them first. Rid's never been a front door kind of person, but isn't comfortable enough yet with her new acquaintance to start anything. So options it is, and Rid's going to go up to the, the main entrance with her thieves' tools. You walk up. The sound is still very distant, but essentially can be heard, again, as if you were listening to it from another room. And it's this very jovial atmosphere party-like lounge music it's just it's very nice and welcoming apart from everything that shows in front of you you look at the the door and the paint on it give me an investigation check 25 the paint is chipped off almost like it's just lost all humidity like it's 
fires raging, if you will. Like this is just burnt paint, but also just very dried. There is a a small scent of charcoal now that you get close to the door and you can decipher that, oh yeah, this entire mansion was burned at one point. But yet here it stands. Zue, did this mansion ever burn down? Not to my knowledge. It, it definitely looks like this place was affected very strongly by something. Yeah, Rid points to the paint. Fire. I don't make fires, I just... Oh, I'm not saying it was you. I'm just, there was a fire, it seems like, at some point, and... Oh. I was just wondering if your person knew anything about that. I wouldn't know for sure, but I can definitely ask them. But you're really smart, Red. Oh, and now she's complimenting us? What is your problem? Oh, I'm sorry, did I get too close again? Yes. (laughs) Red takes a step back. (laughs) (laughs) It's just an issue I have with um, personal space sometimes. No, that's really important. I should respect that. I'm sorry. Can't she just get the hint? We were fine just you and me. Always you and me traveling through the darkness, sneaking in through the places those people have never even bothered to look. And then now what? We're supposed to walk in here unannounced and help them with something? There's just this like absolute childlike agony coming from Olga of not wanting to share Rid. (laughs) Shut up. It's fine. You'll live. I'm sorry. Oh. I'll I'll work on it. Not you. I mean, yes, you, but not. Anyway, anyway, and Rid goes back to the the thieves' (laughs) tools. Go ahead and uh, uh, attempt to pick the lock for me. It's a six. You start picking at it, and you find that if you keep applying pressure, it's going to break. And then just when you feel like you're going to lose it, you hear as one of your tools feels like it's going to break. So you pull back. And for you, Zue, it was easy last time. You had somebody that could pick this door for you. And in a way, you entered this place, did your search, and then came out and sort of left everything as untouched and as bothered as possible. All you were going in essentially was for intel and to try to find this this item or this thing. But I will say, from this point forward, anything that you have a question about, let me know. Because to a certain degree, you know a lot of what is within the mansion, as well as, you know, how you even got there in the first place and all those kind of other elements. When Rid didn't get open, she immediately started heading for the window. Can Zue kind of stealthily try to pick it? Sure. Do you have thieves tools? No. (laughs) Sure. So how would you attempt to pick (laughs) at the door lock? Can I see into the past the doorway? Like, is it a wood door? Is there a little panel of glass? It's glass in the front. On the other side, essentially, would be the inside. It's all curtains. So these are those kind of like Victorian style curtains that get bunched up on the sides to open up to be able to see guests when they come in and out. But right now they're just flat. So you can't really see inside of the uh, of the mansion itself. So I'm going to cast Mage Hand on the inside of the curtains and have it open the door for me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because it can pass through. As long as I can see where it is. Okay, I'll say because you've been here, I'll give you that. Zoe kind of presses her hand against that glass portion 
and a kind of ethereal copy of her hand appears on the other side and it kind of floats towards the door to like open it out. And you just almost hear like the locking mechanism break and the door and this very dramatic opening into what now you see before you this beautiful grand entry into this mansion and adorned all over the walls. It caught your attention the first time. Now you find it familiarized. But Rid, you just see all kinds of different wooden clocks of different shapes, sizes, makes, all either burned or scorched or in some form of different condition. But they adorn every single space in this entry level, this main room, is all these wooden clocks. And Zue, you know that this is in every room. Before Rid turns back, I'm going to dispel the mage hand as fast as I can. Oh, Rid, it, it looks like it worked just really slowly. Oh, okay. And kind of looks down at her thieves tools like she... As though seeing them for the first time, and then goes, kind of gives her head a little shake and puts it back in her bag and walks around to join Zue. As you're walking back, you hear, She is a thief. She probably is leading you here to eat your insides. I wanted to do that myself. You just don't like sharing. And? Sorry, sharing what? And we're sharing. The, The reward? Yeah. Yes. That <laughs> Rid heads into the door. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So then I'll say now you take notice of all kinds of different furniture and aspects of a life that was lived here that were in that state of, you know, where they're covered up, whether either to keep the dust away or they're removing or this individual just happened to move in and didn't get settled quite yet. There's that sort of mix of information that you're not sure of, but all of it scorched and singed and just what remains is these clocks that are not 
ticking. They are just stagnant. And Zue, you would know from the general layout of this place, there is the entryway that leads into a grand dining room to your left. And then to your right, there is a a smaller kind of like tea room, if you will. It's like a smaller room where people are allowed to gather and just maybe there's like a small little decorative table there. And that you would know that from this first level. Now, behind this main room, you actually know there to be a, not necessarily a grand ballroom, but a fairly big dance room. How the hell are these clocks all still here if this place burned down? How's the whole thing still here? Maybe it was just the outside that burned. But all the clocks are scorched. Oh, gosh, Red, you're so smart. I didn't even notice that. Maybe it was magic fire. I've heard of spells where there's magic fire and they only damage certain things. Or maybe these are magic clocks. Hold up, I have to write these out. And Zue pulls out her book and starts writing all these theories into the book. Do I actually know what caused it? No, you don't know. Ilina said to you, You know, Zue, there is a, um... There's a place that belonged to um, Eltrin. I don't know if you ever came across him. There is something the Arcanum needs from his, at this pace, may he rest in peace, uh, estate. There is something, I wasn't necessarily sure of what it was, but you do you. You go out there and you... Find the right group of people and see if you can find. The only thing that we have to fall on is this simple phrase, which I find it quite ominous if we're being honest, you and me. But it was, you will find what you're looking for when the time is right. Seems a little redundant, a little um, stereotypical, but at the end of the day, it could lead to something. So follow your nose, Zue. I know you can do this. My nose or the new identity's nose? Oh, clever. I like that. Follow whatever nose you pick, because at the end of the day, I know it'll be a good one. Zue remembers this and kind of looks up at the clocks. And you said they were still, right? Yes, they are completely still. They remain on the walls, and you can see some detailing to them. You can even see the like fine craftsmanship, but... The actual mechanism of them, they don't work. They're not ticking or anything. Is there one which, like, the face that I can reach? Definitely, all around you. There's definitely some that you are able to, like, get to at an eye level, some that are a little bit higher up. What catches your eye, though, is just how these clocks were all sort of allowed to maintain a cinch form, but still a very well-preserved state. They essentially look like they took some damage, but not as much damage as they should have when you look at the entire state of the rest of the of the mansion. Even the floor you're standing on is just charcoal black and gray and ash and things that have just rotted away or completely dissolved. There's, there's all of that. Can I turn the time on the clock? Like a clock close to me? And what time is it currently on all the clocks? Is it all the same time? Different times. Okay. You go up to one and you see one that is a, not necessarily as grand as like a, like one of those like grandfather clocks, a much smaller one with a very beautiful face to it. 
and a small little opening where you can tell that, you know, something either came out and announced a certain time or hour of the day. But in this case, you would know that perhaps, you know, these are probably not working or whatever the situation may be. So you comfortably go up to the clock and you begin to turn clockwise or counterclockwise? Counterclockwise. You hear the clicking. Do I remember there being any matching clocks? Because you said every room was like this. Every room was like this. Every single clock is different. And you sort of keep turning the hands and the little door opens and a little poof of smoke comes out. Aw, there's no cuckoo. And then just this like bird jumps out like a spring mechanism out in front of you. And as it comes out, the bird sort of dangles there with a bit of a flame still on top of it, still burning. Oh, that's so sad. Zoe panic slops the fire out. Red, do you think that means there's more fire in the clocks? I don't know. I'm also concerned with where the music is coming from. I must have been so wrapped up thinking about these clocks. Do you think you know where they're coming from? The music? Tea room to your right, dining room to your left, and then the ballroom behind. In this central room, pegged up against the wall, a beautiful round staircase that comes up to a second floor. The music is coming from the second floor. I think we're going up again, if we were to follow the music. And Rid points to the staircase. I guess we should have gone with your window idea. And then Zoe puts her arm out for Rid to go first. Rid bites her tongue from saying something sassy and starts to uh, head for the uh, staircase. This is Rid pulling back to be polite. When the time is right, I wonder if that refers to setting the clocks to a certain time or a time of like a year. It's like half to herself and half to Zue as she's moving toward the staircase. You begin to walk up the staircase and you just hear the like, the simple weight and pressure alone on the wood panels is enough that it just creaks. And there's this kind of like gentle way in which you feel that you have to walk and you feel sort of um, so careful about the entire space. Yet this music mentions otherwise. It is lively, inviting, welcoming. Make a dexterity check for me, Rid. 15. One of the steps caves in and you manage to hop onto the next one. From underneath the stairs, the pieces of wood, they never find a bottom. They feel like they're still falling and falling until eventually you hear way down there. Rid is coming off the stairs. Rid is going to go back and hop over back to the first step <laughs> and then kind of do a, a full body shiver and then look at Zue and go, I'm sorry, I was trying to be polite, but I, I hate just walking into a building. I need to do, I need to be sneaky or I am going to, uh, Okay, yeah, we can do whatever you need. I just thought it would be easier. I thought maybe that too, but also there's a bottomless pit under that staircase, so. Is there? And Zoe peeks her head into the hole and kind of tries to see. It almost 
you know, when you're looking at it, it just looks like a black void tunnel that just goes on for miles underground. It's almost like it feels like the mansion itself is sitting on top of a massive opening. Is what it feels like. Oh. Do you think while you do that, I could just run really fast up? I'm sorry. You want me to let you run over the bottomless pit? What if I go really fast? Does Zue look like the kind of person who can go really fast over a bottomless pit to rid? Give me an insight check. <laughs> or I guess give me a... <laughs> um, just give me a general perception check, I guess, or investigation. I don't... I guess... Yeah, let's go with investigation. Okay. That's a 19. Zue, are you somebody that's very fast? Would I be doing acrobatics or a deck save? Rid was just looking first before you even did the, <laughs> the thing. Think uh, Milo Thatch build. Does Milo Thatch look like he can run fast? <laughs> Rid gives Zue a once over and goes, I want to go to the window. No offense. I'm sure you have many gifts and talents. The other option is why don't you let me go first? I can show you where all the places to step are. And worst case scenario, Rid takes her 50 feet of hemp and rope out of her bag and is like, we have this too. And I can tie it to something and you can have that if you need it. I'm just worried about you. This this is an act of, of worry. Do you want me to hold the rope while you go too, just in case? I, I was thinking I would tie it to something at the top, but if you'd like it, if you think that works better, that is fine. Actually, yes, why don't you take it? And Red pushes the rope into Zue's hands. Zue holds one end. Because I can always get it from you if needed, and Red creates her mage hand, and it kind of floats in the air next to her. <gasps> oh! Have I seen the mage hand before? No. I immediately start writing. Then is it better if you have it? Because I can also do that. Oh? And Zue's also going to cast Mage Hand. Rid looks genuinely thrilled and holds up her Mage Hand for a high five. Zue's Mage Hand is a little hesitant and then also goes in for the high five. They're technically this incorporeal kind of, you know, uh, see-through sort of vibe. But I'll say because they're both a Mage Hand, they, they meet at the middle and they clap. You hear the clapping sound, followed immediately by the sound of, like, clapping coming from upstairs. Like, people in a room clapping together. Did that happen because we clapped? I don't know. That was weird. Okay, now I think there are people here. Well, I guess there's only one way to find out. And Rid's gonna attempt very carefully to go up the bottomless pit stairs. Go ahead and make a, uh... Let's go with acrobatics check. I wanted to do the window. <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> Oh, oh, shit. Oh, okay, great. We're good. I'm, I got a 19 plus whatever my acrobatics is. So I got a uh, 22. Sure enough, without, without a problem, now that you're being more sort of careful and looking at finer details, you make your way, jumping from one step to the next, avoiding one that looks a little bit more worn and, and warped than the others, and eventually, boom, you get to the very top to the landing. I'm going to look around for a place to tie the rope that I assume we're passing with our mage hands now. So it essentially goes one turn to the second floor. So it's almost like the staircase 
goes from directly in front of you over the entrance into the second floor, and that's where the landing is. The steps that you stepped on that saw the bottomless pit were essentially the first ones up of the base of it. So it's like even the, the, the main hall where you're standing, that could potentially also be just one step away from a bottomless pit. But now on this landing, you're essentially on structure. You're on, on, the, on the house still, the, the, the mansion still, if you will. There is a very ornate, beautiful sort of like decorative uh, banisters, if you will, that just adorn it. You're able to tie it, no problem. And, and if you wish, essentially what you can do because you're now on top of the entrance, Zue wouldn't have to walk up the stairs. You could technically climb it if you if you wished. Red's going to tie the rope to the banister or whatever the decorative item was. And then she's going to toss it down. And then using her mage hand, she's going to like guide the end of it so that it's positioned wherever Zue needs it. Kind of like a like a it's going to float along with Zue for Zue to grab if they make a misstep. Oh, gotcha. I see. And Red calls down. Okay, should be okay now. You step there and there and there. Zue makes these little notes in her book about where Rid stepped, draws a little diagram, and then she's going to tuck the book away and attempt to do the same thing on the stairs. You kind of follow the same steps as Rid did. Step here, step there. Apply a little bit of pressure here. You hear the wood warp slightly. But you get to the landing, no problem. And then now you hear what sounds like talking coming from a room where the music is coming from. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. How could I? I wasn't invited. I barely came. What an incredible night to celebrate. Red exchanges a confused glance with Zue. Zue also gives a confused look. Is this voice familiar sounding? No, not at all. Okay, Zue is going to send a telepathic message to Rid for the first time. Oh. Okay, um, I need you to not freak out that I'm doing this first of all. Rid gives like a little start, but manages not to, like maybe drops the end of the rope, but manages to catch it. (laughs) Sorry, I know it's really creepy, and I know this kind of breaks your whole personal space, because now I'm in your head, but I just... Don't know if whispering is quiet enough. I don't know what you want to do. No, this is fine. I'm just not used to having your voice in my head. So do I, um, and Rid kind of assumes like a stealthy crouching position and takes out a a dagger and mime stabbing. (laughs) You see Zoe's face has a look of concern (laughs) that she says in your head. Maybe just the first part first. Like, the the sneaking part? Maybe we don't stab right away? It would be an analytical stabbing, but okay. Frid kind of does a little spin with a dagger and puts it back. Frid's going to try to stealth into the room. Since you're up here, essentially what you see is a massive circular center room that branches out in a cross-like formation, if you will with the hallways that reach out to different points of the mansion. And this landing is sort of where all of these rooms, should people come out of them, they can congregate here before heading downstairs. And the sound is coming from the room, in this case, to the hallway to your right. Rit's gonna try to stealth down that hallway. Go ahead and give me a stealth check. 
23. Zue, you go from hearing Ritz gentle footsteps to immediately just silence. And the music still ringing as you begin to head your way, Rid. You enter this hallway, and what you can see from this hallway is three doors. One to your left, one to your right, and then another one to the left. Just almost like bouncing off each other. Simple hallway that you begin to make your way through. And you hear the music coming from that further door. And as you carefully go, the hallway seems to stretch. And more doors appear. And the hallway stretches and stretches and keeps stretching. And more doors pop up. And as you pass by each one of the doors, you hear conversations, party-like atmosphere. I will not be drinking that, you see. I, I, I have to watch the figure. Fuck the figure. You only live the one time. You hear another conversation. Oh, no, I simply can't. What will my husband say? You hear another female voice. What will your husband say? And it just sort of keeps going. There's a lot of voices now that for you you're wondering you know are these voices here are they in this space or are they coming from this connection that you have now to this individual in your head but you keep going not far if the source of the voice isn't immediately apparent rid's not going to go far without zue in rid's head should I be following? Yeah, I thought there was going to be someone right here, but there isn't, so feel free. Zue is going to try and walk, and stealth too. Go ahead, give me a stealth check. And I'll say you can do it with advantage because you've been here before. How's a 10? You begin to walk. You're being very careful. You're being very quiet. But every now and then when you like take a step, you just hear the like you're putting pressure on the foundation. As you walk by a door, you hear, Shh, he's coming. Don't say anything. And then another voice. I would love it if he would serve me another drink. Just these voices again, but they're all kind of reacting to the noise that's coming from your direction. And Rid, as you stop to look for Zue and you turn around, the hallway doesn't stretch anymore. And it's just a blank wall in front of you. And you hear the ticking of a clock coming from behind the wall. And do I see Zue? Yeah, she's very carefully trying to stealth into the room. And you, I'll say, Zue, with a 10, describe to me what your stealthing looks like so Rid can visualize it. Zue is um, doing the over-cartoonishly, like, tip-toeing, but because she's so focused on the way her feet are moving, there is a gentle thump of the book in the holster hitting her thigh as she walks. It's not loud, but it's not 100% quiet. Red says under her breath, Okay, come on, you gotta admit, that's kind of cute. Nah. It's okay, we have different definitions of cute. Now, if she was tiptoeing and her toes snapped in half. Ooh. Red doesn't respond. <laughs> <laughs> it 
it feels now to you, Rid, this ticking now, you can hear it from what essentially appears like a very solid wall in front of you. Can I do a check to see if it's an illusion? Like the wall? Give me an arcana check. Dirty 20. Yeah, there is this element of it where you you know what you saw before it's sort of stretching and winding and then now here but no door anymore it's just a solid wall and it's just you're a little bit smarter than you give yourself credit to sometimes for sure this is some illusion once you notice it's an illusion you follow the edge of it you follow the the burnt off wallpaper the the clocks that are along the wall as well which in this hallway even when the room stretched, there were still more clocks that multiplied and kept going. But you follow the wall, and then sure enough, when it gets down to about your hip, you feel a doorknob. Red smiles, looks back at Zue, and is like, write this one down, and then opens the door. And when you open it, it's almost like the wallpaper too, it rips with it. And there, the music comes to you. You see a small circular room with a C-shaped couch and a whole bunch of paintings that are all wedged together in this very tight space, almost like a study. On the walls, you see what looks like equipment for testing, lab equipment, all kinds of different tools and, and knickknacks that you would assume someone that is very astute in seeking knowledge or studying knowledge or probing into anything really for the sake of knowledge would use this space for. And it is a very beautiful study. There's pictures so tightly compound together, but there are five major pictures that you can see. You see one massive, beautiful framed picture of what looks like a solar system. You don't know necessarily if it's yours, if it's a solar system perceived in a fantasy book, but it is a very beautiful sort of smattering of planets and lines and symmetry and all very professionally done. You see another one that essentially looks like images that perhaps you've seen before in your past of the different layers of the different planes of existence, the material, the astral, and it just, it's, it's a whole sort of beautifully dedicated and mapped out way in which these planes of existence kind of overlay each other. You see another one. It's almost like a step-by-step -step painting, if you will. Almost like a step in, in, in pieces of life emerging from plants. You see a seed that falls, that goes into the dirt, that then the rain comes up to it and the sun and it blossoms into another flower and then that flower withers and blooms and then it dies and then a seed falls onto the soil and then it just keeps up the cycle and then the picture repeats when you get to the very top. And then you see another picture of the sun and it's like, a, a again, a very sort of Victorian style rendition of what somebody would make out to be what the sun would look like with all kinds of geometric shapes and lines and patterns adorning it. And then there is one, as soon as you kind of walk in directly above the door frame that is of the mansion itself in a very beautiful prestige look to it. It's this kind of like light brown coloration to it that on a 
probably on a particular sunny day, this would look like a very inviting, almost like farm, if you will, but it just has a very different quality and texture to it that even now present in it, it holds such a, a different atmosphere altogether, but that is perhaps what its original design was. Is this room scorched too? Untouched. Was the hallway scorched? Yeah. And there, in the center of the room, a small table with a record player playing no record, its needle propped up, and its horn is not even attached to the record player itself. The horn is actually attached to the ceiling of this room, and it's just playing the music downward into the space. But you see the mechanism of the record player turning. That little center nub where you put the record in, it's spinning. The base of it is spinning too, but nothing. Zue moves her mage hand to go and touch the record player. Does it stop it? No, music continues. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. Are you going to be having another one? I sure am. I'll meet you downstairs. You hear voices coming and you hear a door open behind you. Rid closes the door behind them as quietly as she can. <laughs> Make a stealth check for me. 16. You hear the door open from down the hallway and then you just instinctively reach out and close the other one. And then now you hear more doors. Are you all heading downstairs? Of course I am. We need to get more drinks. Oh, I love it here. And just people like rejoicing in the space. But you can't see them now. You just hear these sets of voices and all gathering and now leaving the space. Red looks at Zue. Do we follow them or do we stay? I was going to ask you the same thing. Or do you want to check out the rooms they left? Should we finish checking out this room? Because it was hidden very specifically. I think so. And I'm trying to figure out the connection between all the art. Seems like most of them are cycles of some kind. Red kind of gestures toward the solar system, toward the plant and seeds. It's kind of like a loop of some kind, because the music is looping too. It's really weird. They want to play the music from the ceiling. Can we do an investigation in the room? Go ahead and give me investigation checks. Ooh. For me, a 26. <gasps> Mine's a 24. We're so smart. This is the only intelligence I have. <laughs> you guys begin to look around, and you're noticing that just everything in here, apart from not being singed, is all very immaculate. To the point where, if somebody used this space to conduct experiments or test things beyond comprehension, it's a very well cleaned and kept room. So much so that the books that are on top of the desk leaned up against the wall, their spines are not worn or torn. They're very brand new spines. There's just dust collected on top of the books. The paintings all have dust collected on them. Except one. The one with the plants. The cycle of life in plant life. 
it just looks like there's not as much dust collected on top of that one as the others. So it just goes right up and just touches the dust on the painting to see if maybe it's different. When you touch it, even that gentle touch, the painting moves back slightly. It's not fully flushed against the wall. Uh, did, did you see that, Red? Red smiles and goes, secret tunnel, secret tunnel. I move the painting to the side to see if there's a secret tunnel. <laughs> there is a very beautiful steel door behind the painting. Round in shape with a lock. Look at you, says Red. And it's not clear if she's talking to the door or to you. Zue blushes and then is flustered and points at the door. Locks are your thing. I mean, I guess maybe it'll do it on time this time, says Red. <laughs> tries to do a thieves tool check. Go for it. It's a very, it's like a round shaped metal door. Pretty big, almost the size of the painting. And then the lock is like that old timey Victorian style kind of lock. Where it's just, if there's only one thing that goes in there and that's a key, you know? So it's very simple for you to be able to uh, uh, pick at it. But yeah, go for it. It's a 19. You find the pressure, you relieve it, pressing your tool and the lock unlocks itself. Rid opens the door and does like a sweeping arm like after you. The painting itself was probably about six feet off the ground and the metal door opens in your direction. So it's like it follows the frame outward into what looks like a chamber that goes in and then down. Zue gets really excited and climbs in to start going in. Red's following. I'm also going to cast Dancing Lights throughout the tunnel as we crawl or walk. This part, Zue, this part you didn't do the first time. This room, the music, all of it was, it was quiet in here the last time you came. Everything here now is pretty new. And you walk in, and from the distance you hear the hands of a clock ticking, and the music still persists. So with that, you essentially head first, and then into what looks like natural rock-like foundation structure and just a staircase that has been built onto the foundation of the of the stone or rock itself. And it just leads downward. Sue is gonna keep going and following. Very fascinated, and she's fighting the temptation to not like just pull her book out and write in it. You hear as you guys are getting further, like as you're beginning to descend, you hear voices as it feels now you're making your way through the rooms of the house of the mansion and you hear very muffled we will surprise him tonight i can assure you that you think so you think he likes surprises well why not every new friendship has to start somewhere so do you think this is a timey-wimey situation i think so these voices don't sound completely real Plus, who would throw a surprise here, of all places? You hear 
the sound of glass clinking. Hooray! And here's to another one. And then you just hear more voices in the back. So tell us, what will you do in this age? Oh, I don't know. You just hear another voice in the distance. But I'm glad you all made it. Show us another one of your tricks. No, 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 no. Hey, come on! Just like partying as you guys are still descending. There is a, a life existing, happening, just beyond your reach. Or happened? Who's to say? It's a little foggy when you're retelling the story. But you continue to head down. Until eventually your dancing lights get to a point where you can find an even surface that levels out for a, a stone-like floor. A landing that you get to that just looks flat, just all stone around you. But you can make out on the ground, there is, like, looks like a briefcase. There is some clothes that are thrown on the ground. What looks like a chain. There is, like, just a bunch of items just discarded down there. Freshly discarded? They look like they have had some time there. I'm not quite sure where to go from here. Can I check for traps with my mage hand? When you guys arrive here, you now hear from above you muffled sounds of footsteps. Come over here, dance with me. No, 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 it's my turn to dance with him. And just people talking and conversing. You feel that you are underneath the mansion itself. And all around you, you just see one long hallway with just stone formation all around it and littered across the floor or the ground, just items. There is some of those clocks, but they're not hanging, of course. They're just discarded onto the ground. There is personal belongings, it seems. A couple of keychains. There is a pocket watch, broken face on it. All kinds of different things here. Just all adorning the sides of this hallway that lead to one very beautiful mirror at the very end. Must have been some party, says Red as she casts out her mage hand with its thieves tools between the fingers. Sorry, I'm trying to remember the things I know about time and magic and that line still confuses me like we'll know what it is at the right time time's a funny thing can mean a lot of different things still hear the ticking and the music is the ticking coming from the direction of the mirror seems like it 16 on my traps check you look around red it doesn't seem like there's any way in which a trap could be fashioned in a space like this. But then you look carefully and you see what looks like a guitar leaned up against the stone formation and then you notice a smattering of instruments behind it. But you notice how carefully each of the instruments is just layered on top of one another. On trumpet, on top of a violin that's just, essentially just looks like the way in which these were placed was very delicate. And you look up and you see that one of the guitar strings actually goes into the wall. And there is this very thin, almost like space missing from the ground formation above you. 
perhaps something might emerge from there if one were to play that string. One real hand on Zue's shoulder, hold up. The other casting out the mage hand to try to disconnect whatever the connection is between the guitar and the wall. It's almost like you go to grab the guitar and the mage hand just kind of pulls on it slightly. And when it does, the string unplugs itself from the wall and all of the instruments just play a note on their own as they fall to the ground. And this scorching ray of fire just shoots in front of you, completely encompassing the space. Whereas if you had been standing there holding that guitar and you plucked it out from the wall or you messed with any of those instruments, you would be burned where you were standing. Oh my goodness. Um, thank you. You're really observant. Lots of practice. You're like the perfect main character. Of that book you keep writing in. Yeah. I think after this, you should be my next main character. Okay. What does that entail exactly? We'll do a really big epic adventure and I'll write the stories about it. Can I read some of the the ones that you had from your previous? Yeah, next time um next time we stop somewhere, I'll I'll read out the stories. Sounds good. I think you have the makings of a great hero. Red is turning more purple. Th- thank you. Um yeah, yes, thanks. Sure. Everett's going to go and pass Zue into the space. As soon as the flames sort of extinguish, you hear what sounds like mechanisms all sort of like fixing itself. And you watch as all of the instruments one by one, they sort of like come up and stack on themselves again. And then the guitar leans its, the neck hits, uh, it leans up against the, the ground. And then the guitar string just shoop, connects itself back to it. Is, is this what's causing things to get burnt? Good question. Why use fire as your trap? And is it connected to whatever happened up there? Maybe what we're trying to find is like evidence or something. So maybe even if you find it and you escape, you get burnt. Hmm. I wonder why they think we would go and play the guitar. Maybe it's for the party. Maybe someone needs a guitar for the party. You still have a pathway in front of you that leads to this mirror. The instruments were just to your left. There is what looks like a a hanging rack of sorts comprised of just very beautiful elaborate metals that are hoisting up an array of dresses. Very beautiful, lavish dresses with all kinds of different rhinestones and gems on them. Extravagant. Shall we go look in the mirror? Yeah. Zoe starts walking towards the mirror. As you walk now, you see a mirror that at first is essentially almost the size of just a single individual. From maybe about seven feet tall, about foot or so wide. And as you both walk to it, you watch as the mirror and you hear almost like, like this warping sound as the mirror now stretches and adorned on top of it, you see the sight is true, but unwelcoming to you. What say you? Do you accept? And there you can see both of your reflections. 
Zue, like, standing, leans a little bit slightly towards Rid's body. Do we say yes? Maybe you have to rhyme. She says we do. I say it too. What say you? The glass, almost like a wave, begins to shift in and out. Your image begins to warp. And it's like you're in a fun house. You just see you and Zue just almost like shifting and moving. And then you're alone. Looking at Zue. And Zue looking at you. Both from opposite sides of the mirror. Who's on the original side? Just Zue. You're on the other side. And you cannot hear anything that Zue is saying. Rid, I think that only worked for one of us. What? And then Rid taps her forked purple ear. Zue looks confused and then sends a telepathic message, if she can. I don't think that worked, Rid. You essentially just see each other. Once the mirror comes back from its movement and shifting, you just see each other and your mouth's moving, but you cannot hear. Rid thinks for a minute. Tell me if this is okay, because I haven't used Minor Illusion very much, but Rid's going to try and cast Minor Illusion and, like, write, can you read this on a piece of paper? (laughs) (laughs) Does uh, Minor Illusion require components? Requires a bit of fleece. So then describe to me how you cast this spell. Rid takes out a little bit of fleece from her bag and kind of rubs it between her fingers and kind of flicks it at the mirror. And as it's traveling forward, it falls apart and into the illusion of this paper. You take the fleece and you rub it. And when you throw it, you fixate on what you want and all the fleece just falls to the ground, which now you look around you and it is just a stone chamber and it is very dark and quiet in here and even you rubbing your fingers together to sort of trigger the effect on the fleece you can hear it and there's nothing in here doesn't seem like it and it doesn't seem like your magic is working in here either well good thing we put the less magical person in here i suppose zue what's your passive perception passive perception is 11. this is very much very real you are looking, breathing, and living in this space. Even Zue looks real. There's nothing misshapen about it. It's almost this, there is some magic to it, but it is not an illusory magic. And then you hear Olga. Oh no, we're trapped in here. I'm gonna die and I never got to see my beautiful face. Kiss the sun one last time. Oh, Red, why? It rhymed at me. I rhymed back. It's, it seemed like the thing to do. And calm down. There's always a way out. How could you betray my trust? All for what? Her? And you watch as your neck like snaps back to look at Zue. Glasses. A book. Uh, nice hair, I guess. What do you see there? Nothing. This could be your doom, you know that, right? 
This could be everything. This could be the end. You and me can sit here for eternity. And she can just go. Live out the rest of her life. And find someone a little bit more purple than you. That looks a little bit more prestige. A little bit more clean, perhaps. But what about you? What about you? Who takes care of you when she goes? I think you're being dramatic. I think you're not being dramatic enough. Okay, look. Here's what we know. Anti-magic. Stone chamber. We don't hear that music in here. If you just sit there and start wailing about how you're never going to see the sun again, how are we going to get out? We take the facts, Olga. We take the facts and we apply them to our situation. Zue, you're essentially seeing Rid. She's just talking. Zue's seeing this and is also freaked out and is like immediately pressing her body to the mirror, trying to find if there's like a switch or something. And she's like panicking, trying to think of a rhyme uh, that might pull Rid out. Hopefully it doesn't put her in. (laughs) (laughs) It it feels very much like a very solid mirror now that you're like up there. Sue just goes up to the mirror like, Mirror, that's my new friend. Please, please, please don't let this be her end. And you just hear, Excuse me? And you see in the mirror behind you, picking out a dress from the very elaborate sort of hanging rack, a female elf with just very beautiful dark skin and these beautiful blue eyes. And she's just picking out a dress and she turns to you and she goes, I'm sorry, were you talking to me? This beautiful red short hair that comes up to a very fine point that then hoists two gems. I, if you can help, yes. My friend is trapped in the mirror. Oh, 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 that's, that's not good. That's not my mirror. I'm just borrowing some clothes. I didn't mean to, you know, get in the way of whatever it is you were doing down here. I, 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 I'm sorry, though. You, when you look at this woman, she is all form. Say her legs, they're just a trail of smoke. Do you know who the mirror belongs to? Well, we're at his party. <laughs> I would hope you know. You probably got invited. Did you, you didn't get invited? Are you sneaking in? I mean, look, I'm not going to say anything, but you have to let me know what you're doing because also also if it's a bad thing i will stop you or at least i will find somebody to stop you i didn't get invited directly i'm a plus one my friend who got trapped in the mirror was invited oh i was with her and then she talked to the mirror and she's in there um and Zue's getting flashbacks of like the last time she was also in this mansion and it not super working out either oh oh, oh, no 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 it's okay it's okay it's all right it's okay um we'll we'll figure this out together how about that rid Zue is not talking to anybody Zue is just like talking to space and she goes okay let's begin here what is your name? My name is Adrina. What's yours? Adrina, beautiful name. Relthana. You can just call me Rel. So, Adrina, how, how about this? Let, let's begin. You came to the party. You got a little sauced up. 
and you wander down here to retrieve some items is that kind of what i'm picking up and then your friend gets stuck in the mirror and you watch as she nudges over to this mirror and looks back and looks back to you and goes look i'll, I'll be straight up honest with you i don't <laughs> i don't see i don't see anything but let's for, for the sake of this let's 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 go ahead and pretend let's pretend your friend is behind that mirror okay let's pretend that your friend is behind that mirror and you turn around Zue and it's just your reflection so that's your friend it's really you but it's your friend what do we say to your friend to get them out of the mirror I need you and I I can't do this alone that's not that's nice that's that's encouraging Every, everyone's friend always needs a bit of encouragement that's good that's good Rid, Zue is just kind of like looking directly in the mirror. Just Olga's squirming kind of like takes over slightly. You just feel this unease tension as this connection between you and her is not established so profoundly yet. It makes you feel almost like you're suffocating, if you will. Like you just can't be in your own body yet in this way. And you just feel this influence from her. Zue, you see Rid just standing there. But Rid, you feel that creeping sensation again coming from your neck when Olga wants to come out. Stop it. Not now. Oh, yes, right now. You feel what feels like fingers coming out of your mouth as Olga's hand presses up against your nose and eyes. And she snaps your jaw. And Zue, you're not seeing any of this. And slowly, this incorporeal smoke-like form of Olga begins to emerge from inside you. And then she floats up in the space and she stretches and she... Ah! Ugh, I hate it in there sometimes. You are the worst roommate. Now I'm going to have so much to explain. You are a bad host. She points to you with coiling her finger like above her head in your direction. This very extravagant chauvinistic approach to her that you're very familiar with. Zue, you can't see any of this. You just see Rid standing there staring right back at you. Or for better yet, you're really just seeing your reflection. It's almost like Rid is, is beyond that reflection. You're just seeing yourself in a mirror, if you will. A two-way mirror, if you think about it that way. But you can still see your reflection. So, any progress in this very, like, disgusted approach to you, Rid? Rid rolls her eyes and goes, I'm getting to it. Zue, this elven woman still kind of staring at you. So, is there anything else you want to tell your friend? I mean, I think... You know, finding ways in which we talk to our friends is, is always a, a a strong indication of, of the kind of heart we carry, right? She's kind of like nervously like not knowing how to help. But then you just now notice that when she turns around, embedded on her shoulder are pieces of glass. Massive pieces too that are just piercing her shoulder. And she just turns to you and she goes, right? I mean, I think, I think that's... I mean, that's at least what I look for in a friend. Someone that is kind and listens, 
but also has a good sense of humor but then also will put you in your place you know i think i think friends come in all different shapes and sizes and makes and breeds and races all all of those is your shoulder okay she looks down and she puts her hand on it you see that her hand passes through the glass yeah i'm i'm okay is your shoulder okay i think so does the glass look like it's glass from the mirror no the glass looks like it's glass from somewhere else so Zue is going to turn back to the mirror and attempt to talk nicely again. You sort of come face to face with a reflection of you. Rid, if you're in there, I think you're wonderful. And I think you are so intelligent and bright and enchanting. And I really want to get to know you. I also don't think you being in the mirror is a good thing. You say this... And nothing happens. You just see the reflection of the elven woman looking sort of like over your shoulder, like anticipating something. And she goes, The sight is true, but unwelcoming to you. What say you? Do you accept? That's, ooh, that's, that's tricky. I mean, you really went, you went deep. You mean there's literally, your friend is literally inside of the mirror? Is that what you're referring to? I thought you were just talking about yourself. I was trying to be encouraging to you. <laughs> That's what I thought I was doing. No, like, my actual friend is inside the mirror. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. I see. Okay. Well. Red, we shoot back to you. You look around and it's just an empty hallway closed in by just stonework all around. And now it feels like the room itself is starting to shrink. You feel like now that you're sort of investigating it more, you just see that every so often, it feels like the room is getting smaller. It's just a, like a blank stone chamber. Blank stone chamber. You look up at the mirror and there it says, I accept you. If I look in the mirror, I still see Zue. You still see Zue, who seems to be in a very, honestly, not very uh, unfamiliar to you, almost having a conversation with something, but you can't see what that something is. I guess Rid will like tap on the mirror with her finger and try to mouth to Zue. I accept you. Zue, as you're kind of there looking at the mirror, you hear the faint tapping. Almost like a camera rack focusing and just coming into frame, you see your reflection and then overlaid right on top of that, you see Rids. And then the elven woman goes, oh, there she is. That's your friend. Yeah, that, that's my friend. Oh, well, your friend is stuck behind the mirror. I get it now. Look. You have two options. You can either spend your entire time here fantasizing about what would be if your friend were to come out of that mirror. Or you can potentially break the mirror, but then you don't know if in doing so you might hurt your friend. It's this kind of weird line that we walk, right? Not knowing where our friendships will take us. We have an idea of what we want our friends to be, and we also have an idea of 
what we could do to sometimes help a friendship, but in doing so, it might harm it. it I know it's a little deep, but I've been through it, girl. Believe me. So you think I should break the mirror? No, 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 no. Don't do anything you don't want to do. All I'm saying is, if that there is a friend to you, there is a matter of existing that all emerges from one central point. And that is just simply understanding, almost uh, accepting what is over what can be. Like looking at a mirror. You look at what is, but sometimes you tell yourself otherwise based on whatever it is that you're thinking. And she kind of points to your head. So if that really is your friend and that is someone that you care about, you have to be ready to acknowledge that your friendship can be much different than you've ever anticipated. And that should be okay. Because it's about, you know, discovering that and building on that bond and all those great things we love. Do, do you know what I mean? Zue smiles and does her best to empathize with what is being said to her without ever really kind of understanding that connection that she's describing to Zue. Zue turns to Rid's reflection. I don't know if I'm taking this too literally, but I am excited to see where our story goes, no matter which way it goes. And I accept that holds her hand out on the mirror to where Rid's finger is tapping on it. You now see Rid Zue placing her hand up in the mirror from where you were tapping. Go ahead and make a performance check for me, Rid. Oh, damn. Actually, maybe this will work. It is a 16. There is this moment in which both of your hands kind of touch with the mirror in between, and you're mouthing off this this phrase and the way in which Zue you see Rid's face kind of behave it almost seems like she is now actually talking to you and that she wants you to pay attention to the way in which she is saying these words and you can tell in there she says the words as well I accept you Olga says to you Rid you have to be careful you know this right Anyone we choose to let into this, this perfectly balanced ecosystem, will only feel my wrath. I hope you understand that. I'll take it into account. But that's the risk you run. Otherwise, it's just going to be you and me forever. And what's so wrong about that? Did I not help you all those times? Did I not guide you into that eternal abyss of sadness that is life? You break my bones regularly. Only to sew them back together. There's a little bit of a uncharacteristic seriousness to Rid's expression when she says, I need more than that. And what if she can't give it to you? Will you take that heartache? Will you take all of that time wasted away from you? How much time do you think I have left, Rid? How much time do you think you have left? Only to what wasted away on these feelings? I know what you feel. 
It's in there. It's noisy. It's loud. It is... Ugh, it drives me insane. It's like a beating drum. It's pure. And I would hate for you to lose that. That purity. That moment. That brief instance of absolute honesty that is getting to know someone like this. I hope she doesn't break your heart. Because if she does, I will kill you. And then I'll kill her. And then I'll bring you back to life just so you can see her die again. <laughs> you like me. I despise you, Rid. I know. And I'll say at this point, Zue, you can kind of see the what Rid is trying to perform to you through her words, through her game that she's playing with you, if you will. You can make out clearly what it is that she is saying. As Rid looks back at Zue and has been mouthing it just this whole time. Rid looks up at Olga briefly and then looks at Zue's reflection and actually says it out loud. I accept you. Zue looks reading Rid's lips and tries to mouth it out loud too, trying to get what Rid is saying. I, I'll, I'll, I'll accept you. And he watches in this moment, the mirror begins to kind of like shift again like it did earlier you hear the woman say to you Zue oh okay that doesn't seem very safe but hey look at that you probably did something and the mirror continues to warp and the woman says well I do hope that you can make it to the party truly it's the first time we've all gathered here for him it's kind of a big deal I don't think he has many friends but anyways uh, good to talk to you glad we uh, did this thing and she takes out a dress, and now that she takes out a headdress from the hanging rail, you can see that the dress is just completely burned and scorched. And she just takes it and passes through a wall. Sue looks with a shocked face, quickly shakes her head, and looks back at Rid. Now when you both sort of like look at each other and the mirror continues to move, as you're looking at each other, all of a sudden, Zue, you appear in front of Rid within the chamber now that whatever stone shape was maintaining it begins to crumble away. Oh, thank goodness. I thought we were going to be separated. I was hoping this was going to work the other way around, says Red, looking at the crumbling chamber. Don't we want to be in this room? Is it crumbling, like falling on top of us? What essentially it's doing is the walls are crumbling away from you. And it's this pathway now that forms going forward into another chamber that is now a little bit open where you hear the same. I guess we do. Rid watches Zue to see if Zue is going to do the thing they always do and run ahead to like look at things. Zue is going to grab Rid's shoulders first. Thank goodness you're safe. Her sentence cuts off partway at the sound of the tick, and she starts running towards it. Red lets out, <sighs> and then Red turns to Olga and goes, if you don't get back in here right now. You watch as she just like grunts, turns into smoke, and that same piercing sensation through your nostrils and your nose and your ears as she just gets sucked back inside of you. Red hurries to catch up with Zue and is like, so I can explain about that back there. The room? I, I assumed you got in there because of the rhyme. 
Yes. And you saw me... Talking to yourself, but I assumed you were panicking. Yes, that. It's... I can explain the panicking. I know I always seem very put together, but in moments like that, sometimes I lose that. Yes. I'm so sorry. That must have been so scary to go through alone. Uh, Yeah, no, it was... I'm glad we're out of that. Okay, do you hear the ticking? I do hear the ticking. Can we figure out where it's from, or do we know where it's coming from? It's coming directly ahead. The chamber now essentially is revealed to be an even longer stone-like chamber that extends forward, and then it opens into a room that you guys, I would say, if you're walking, you'll get there. It's not necessarily too far, but you can notice that the walls sort of spread open, and there in the center, leaned up against the wall, cocked to the side, this beautiful, ornate grandfather clock all over the walls and the floor and even piled in corners now you notice are the same clocks from upstairs all piled up and crumbled together and just thrown on top of each other with some delicate sort of look to them but then also others that just seemed out of a moment of desperation but there is a beautiful grandfather clock there with a beautiful golden face on it, this ornate lettering and coloring and this rich wood to it. But it is just leaned up against with its uh, pendulum, just still leaning, you know, per gravity against it as well. Should we put this upright? Was there a similar grandfather clock upstairs? Not this one. All the other smaller clocks resemble the ones on the walls you didn't see this tall grandfather clock anywhere else but here rid's a little distracted looking at the clocks strewn around something really bad happened here didn't it i think so when you were trapped in the room there was some ghost lady i think she had no legs she was very smoky and then the dress she grabbed was really burnt We, we can talk about the ghost lady after. Um, yeah, we should probably upright it. The line was when the time is right, right? Yeah, so maybe if the clock is tilted over, it means that the time is not right. Right. Like maybe it's upright, like a, a pun. I mean, I'm not very strong, but maybe if we do it together. Yeah. Zue starts to grab the side to push it. Red will grab the side to pull it. You guys bring it up from against the wall. And it's pretty heavy. Red, what's your passive perception? 13. You can see from the glass door that essentially houses the pendulum and some of the mechanism that swing back and forth from this. You can see that on the bottom of the, the, the sort of the space, the little chamber where this is housed, you could swear that you see something shiny from within like like essentially like you caught a glare of something but you couldn't make out what it was Ooh, hold up i see something shiny zue will stop if rid's stopping because she's not strong enough you bring it up only to stop so then we're putting it back up against the wall rid would want to set it back down and look at the shiny thing (laughs) so you set it back down and when you do that glare goes away 
okay, back up again, sorry. Oh, oh, okay. And so he starts to push again. Push, push, push until eventually the clock lands perfectly straight, standing upright. And then you hear, you now start hearing the entire mechanism go. And then the pendulum begins to sway back and forth. And as it does, you hear, as the air around you sort of vibrates and now you find yourself almost hovering in a space and you see everybody all these voices walking into this mansion coming in in all kinds of different elaborate gowns and, and dresses and suits and all different kinds of people joining in on this party. Festive and food and drinks being passed around, people enjoying their time in the ballroom, the dining room where the cooks and everyone are just getting themselves set and bringing out dishes and trays and people enjoying and saying to themselves, Oh, how lovely that you could have made it. Oh, I'm so happy too. Can you believe it? We were invited. And just all of these individuals. And then there, off to the side, Elterin, the same member of the Arcanum that you once saw, that you once heard about, standing there greeting people. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Truly, thank you. Absolutely. And then people begin to sort of rejoice around him. Their air reverberates, and you guys are back again in front of the grandfather clock. Do we just see the past? I think it was a ghost party. I think we saw whatever happened when the house burned down. Is there anything left over after we come back? Like, on the clock? Oh, Red takes out her mage hand and goes for the shiny thing. You mage hand, and you watch as the mage hand goes through and sort of clutches something. And then when your mage hand comes back up, it's stuck past the mirror. And it's like your mage hand can't bring it up or bring it through the glass casing. It looks like a crystal, about 10 or 12 inches long, perhaps, but it looks very thin. It's just like, it looks like a piece, a very thin piece that looks like it's broken in certain pieces and it looks fractured on another. And you see it and it doesn't have a coloration to it. It just looks gray. Like it's just, it looks honestly like a rock, if you will. But when you see, you see the shine on it, it has that crystal-like quality to it. Do you know what this is? Cause I, I don't. I think this might be what we're looking for. I'm not really sure what it is, but it feels right and there's just like no way to maneuver it out doesn't seem like it the housing the the chamber that it sort of lives within behind the glass door if you will there is no little handle to pull it open there is no place for it to be a lock it's just a solid piece of wood that makes up the frame of it and then just a glass panel that houses the pendulums and the crystal right now is like behind the glass with the mage hand behind the glass? Yeah, so it's like, because the mage hand can go through objects, but this can't. I feel bad breaking the clock. I 
casts Mage Hand with the hand over Rid's Mage Hand. Do you mind if I try something? Go for it. I am going to cast Wrist Pocket through the Mage Hand, if I can. You flick your wrist, causing one object in your hand to vanish. The object which only you can be holding and can weigh no more than five pounds is transported to an extra dimensional space where it remains for the duration. I'll let you try it, but you've never done this spell without physically touching it. So I'll say it could work. So it's your call, but I can't say. I would like to try it. Go ahead and roll a percentile dice for me. Ooh. 81. Zui, go ahead and describe to me how you would like to hold Rid's mage hand. So I imagine Rid's mage hand is kind of holding it the way you would hold like a flashlight or a rod or something where like the fingers are crossed over and the thumb is over the fingers. Yeah. Zui's mage hand is going to come from the other side, so almost like cusping it over top Rid's fingers from the opposite to make like a closed circle. And you snap your wrist. And as you do, this rip in the space between the planes of existence, if you will, rip and the crystal just falls through. And then it seals back up. What did you do? I have little pockets of magic and I'm going to move the mage hand towards my hand and let go of the spell. As you begin to bring your hand back, you hear... Coming from the clock. As all of the sudden, these pseudopods, they go to hit the two of you. And the clock, the face of it just springs open, revealing sets of jagged teeth as it all of a sudden it begins to take form into this mimic. <laughs> I need you guys to roll initiative for me. Oh my god, I thought I was done. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, no. 17. 16. The minute you sort of bring your hand back, the grandfather clock splits open and it, the glass forms into the teeth of the mimic itself. And the pendulum then all of a sudden coils like a tongue. And it comes up like a pseudopod. As from the eyes, the space that takes up the watch face just blink like one eye. Top of the round, Rid, what are you doing? So Zua is within five feet, right? Of the clock and of me. I would say so, because you're both standing next to each other, yeah. I no longer feel bad breaking the clock, and I'm going to try to attack. Okay, sounds good. Go for it. 23. 23? Oh yeah, that hits. 13 piercing damage plus five sneak attack damage. So you come up with transmutation and you pierce the mimic, finding purchase on its wooden-like body that is made up of this grandfather clock that instead of this, in this mixture of gurgling, there's also this mixture of like it's ticking itself in the way that it uh, moves, but you manage to pierce through, bring out transmutation, and the mimic turns its direction towards you. Zue. Zue looks at Rid, seeing the damage, and is going to run up right beside Rid so that way the spell doesn't hit Rid, and is going to pull out a couple of rose petals from her spell pouch and cast sleep. 
I roll 5d8, and then if it matches the HP left or more, it falls asleep. 35? No. No? Close, but no. The damage that Rid gave to it, it drops it, but it doesn't drop it below 35. I'm sorry, I really tried my best, but you got this, and I'm going to give him a bardic to Rid. As you guys are standing there now, the mimic grandfather clock begins to make its way in your direction. And then you hear the sound of coming from all around you as all of the other clocks that are on the ground and against the wall now begin to like wood splinters from them and they become almost like spider legs as a swarm of them begin to head in your direction. But with that, the mimic is going to attack you, Rid. Since you're the one that made the first attack, it's going to use a pseudopod against you. 12 plus 5, 17 to hit. Yes, except that Rid's going to cast shield. Oh, wow. Awesome. Okay, so then the pseudopod, you watch as the pendulum come up, coil around the clock tower or the clock and just goes to hit you. And as soon as it's about to make contact with you, you cast shield, blocking it. And for a brief second, the pseudopod almost gets stuck to the actual shield illusion, if you will, before coiling back and you see the remains of what look like acid coming down that drip onto the stone floor and it smokes up. You're gonna have to try a little harder than that. The swarm is gonna go ahead and go, we're gonna do a bite attack against you, Zue. It's a seven. Thank goodness. As now from all around you, there's essentially this grandfather clock mimic that is making its way towards you. And all around you, these different clocks as well are now ticking and chiming as they're trying to get at you. And the room is just still very close with the mirror behind you looking into the rest of, of where you guys essentially came from. Rid, you're up with Zue on deck. Rid's going to try to attack grandfather clock again. A 25. That hits. <laughs> that hits. 20 piercing damage overall as she adds her sneak attack. Pierce it again. <laughs> the mimic sort of like coils back as you pierce it once again. And as you do that, all of the other smaller clocks like sort of like gather around it in a very sort of territorial kind of way. I want to flip the grandfather clock off and I'm casting Hex with my bonus action. Okay. Red's gonna lean over to Zue and be like, stay close to me. I think that is a great idea. I guess the clock's gonna be bad at... Oh, it really doesn't matter because I don't have anything that requires a save either, I don't think. Um, let's say it's gonna be bad at con saves. Zue is going to like shakily reach for her component pouch again and is going to attempt to cast sleep one more time. Pulling out a few more roses and takes a deep breath and I'm going to cast it at a third level. 59. You take out now a, a bit of your spell. You try to influence the mind of this creature now. Sentient and alive at the same time and it begins to gurgle and it begins to get a little weak as it it goes back into this weird sort of half back into its actual clock-like form but then still jagged teeth up on the top corner so it just it seems that your spell took effect so it is asleep for now nice 
thank you. Uh, it, it doesn't do damage like you do, so we should probably... And Zoe's like pointing back to where they came from. We should head back. We should leave. Red with her rapier. Are you sure? If you do damage to it, it will probably wake up. And I don't know if I can do that again. And you see now, as you guys are having this conversation, since it's the swarm of clocks turns, as they're all standing there, every time they chime and tick, they just multiply. And now the space begins to get a little bit more cluttered as every time they tick, the clocks now begin to take up the space uh, in front of you. And now it begins to look like this ever-growing wall of clocks that are all just snapping into place. I really think we should go. Fine. So you guys come up, and from there, you're meted again with the mirror. Just on the top, the only thing you can see, I accept you. I look at Rid, and I look at the mirror, and I put my hand on the mirror. I accept you. Rid grabs Zue's shoulder and puts her other hand on the mirror and goes, I accept you. Nothing. The mirror is still just stagnant as the clocks from behind. And now the chiming sounds louder. They're just sort of like multiplying, beginning to take the space around as the now the mimic grandfather clock is now being almost swarmed by other clocks that are taking its space. Okay, I'm really glad we accepted each other, but that didn't work. I'm going to undo the wrist pocket spell and hold the crystal hopefully to the mirror pops up in your hand this crystal which now when it pops up to you and you hold it it has this like purple almost blue like tint to it i don't know if this will work and i like try pushing it against the mirror uh i continue to accept you i'll say both of you go ahead and give me investigation checks oh dirty 20 22 the way to get in here was by saying i accept you the way to leave must be to say something on the other side. Rid, with her keen mind, goes, The sight is true, but un- unwelcoming to you. What say you? Do you accept? I accept. Nothing happens as all of a sudden when Rid, when you say, What say you? Do you accept? You watch as the mirror begin to warp again. As Zue says, I accept you. And then the both of you project out into the space. And then now you see from the other side as the room now begins to be more and more cluttered and filled with clocks that now press up against the glass and the glass begins to crack as the clocks are applying pressure and pressure in your direction. I think this is the time to run. I think you're right. And Zoe starts sprinting. (laughs) So does Red. You guys start sprinting. You're now going, going, going. And you now have to begin the climb back up to that sort of like uh, staircase that, or the, the ladder, if you will, that led you down here. So you begin to climb up. So I need both of you. Go ahead and give me athletics checks. Oh, dear God. Okay, that's just mean. <laughs> you know who we are. It's a 10. Not 20. Zue, with your natural 20, you immediately find your footing again and you're letting adrenaline take over. As Rid, you're sort of like now allowing yourself a little bit of time. You're not finding the rush, but you're still sort of trying to look around, trying to take in your surroundings. And one by one, as all of a sudden the glass breaks like a flood, all of these clocks now begin to swarm and almost like a wave crashing 
into the wall as you begin to ascend upward. And you just hear faster and faster and faster. And then now you hear from upstairs, is it time? It must be time. It is time for the celebration. As you guys now continue climbing up faster and faster and faster. Give me another athletics check. I got 16. Oh, that's bad. I got a one, two minus one. Zue, you're climbing up and all of a sudden, Rid, you slip and you still hold on, but now the wave is rising higher with the clocks. And with it, now you see all of the clocks, their sort of centers open to reveal these like piercing mouths that begin to chomp down and they're getting closer to Rid. If I pause, can I light the lantern and drop it? You can like hook your arm across, you know, it'll take you a second, but yeah, you're able to at least light the lantern. And I'm gonna not cover it back up and just drop it down and hope something happens. You take the lantern and you throw it. And it splatters and as it does and it shatters and breaks, the flame now begins to catch on to one of the wooden panels of the clocks. A small flame begins to happen. But now you notice you have to still keep going up and there is now a fire beneath you that is slowly rising. Give me another athletics check and Rid with disadvantage. Aw. Rid, I am so sorry. Oh, they were both 15s, so 14. 17. Now you begin to come up as all of a sudden the you hear this like weird shrilling sound from the clocks as they're all just starting to lit themselves with this flame. And sure enough, you keep going and going and going. I'll say with that success, you guys are able to make it to the very top. And as you do, when you get up there, you have the door there, but now a smoke is filling the space. You get back to that central study room. Red, we should close this. I think we close the door. You lock it in place and you just hear the sound of like something rising from within. And then it hears, you hear the metal of the door, something hitting from the other side. Sounds from within, but it is quiet. So we leave, right? We run? We we leave. Do you want to go out the windows? We can go out whichever way you would like. I'm a little worried with all the time stuff that the house burned because of what I just did with the little clocks. We can think about it later. Okay. You hear from the distance, do you smell that? Sounds like something's burning. And you just hear like voices now. It's like, it must be the decorations on the cake. And all of these voices now are sort of reciprocating the same things that you guys are experiencing. You go out the window, you said? If we can. Wait, did I grab my rope? Did I already leave my rope tied to the banister? You did leave it tied up to the banister. I have rope. I have rope. Oh, okay. Azue like panic and pulls out her rope to hand to Rid. You hand it to her, and now the you hear the house almost shriek. And it just feels like now it's kind of almost like swaying as the entire house now begins to crumble with the heat that apparently is building from within. And there are pieces of the house now that are beginning to break and expose themselves as the weak wood from before is now almost relighting itself again. Red finishes lashing the rope to something strong nearby and throws it out the window that she wanted to go through in the first place. Then she looks at Zue and goes, go, hurry up. Zue jumps. 
Rid right after. So the both of you jump as the room in which you're in, the floor <laughs> caves under. And as it does, all of a sudden from inside you hear these like sound of gears turning, clicking clocks, and the heat that begins to build from within. And you both jump out. Are you both just landing and taking fall damage? Zue is actually going to cast Featherfall as we jump. You cast Featherfall. And slowly, the two of you begin to drift down onto the space as from behind you, you hear what sounds like the entire mansion almost crumbling. And it feels like its entire support system is beginning to falter. And then there slowly, as it, all of it begins to crumble and fade away from the main door, as it swings open, you see an entire array of ghosts is the best way you can picture it all coming out, some getting dressed, others holding drinks in their hands, others holding platters of food, but they all come out outside of the mansion. All sort of like looking to each other and saying, what's happening? What is going on? And the house itself snaps in half and the two corners of it meet in the middle. As all of a sudden you hear, and the entire house then begins to fall down that pit. And as it does, you see standing next to you, Elterin. And he just says, hell of a birthday party, I guess. And the elven woman that was near you goes up to him. Happy birthday. And the house then falls as the two of you are standing there looking at these specter figures all just kind of commingle and try to, you try to understand what you're seeing. Is it, is it there? Is it a memory? Is it happening? But it's all just existing in front of you. I'm gonna check myself to make sure I'm all right and then check Zue. Zue's just standing in shock. There's a bit of leather that is still just a little flame that's still just sort of like remaining that all of a sudden this black plume of smoke just extinguishes it and goes, I kept you safe. Let's remember that. Yeah, yeah, you did. I don't think I've ever committed crime like that. We broke a house. Not on purpose. You lit a lantern and dropped it into the wood. The weird cock spiders were going to eat you. You saved us. So I guess it balances out. Regardless. And Red looks at Zue. That was fun. It was. And we got what we came for. We did. Which, what is it exactly? I don't know. Great. It must be really important. It was a high reward for it. You should take most of it. Uh, we can half-half it. You did a lot more of the hard work. Uh, sure. Also, you had to get stuck in a mirror. Yeah, I still don't know why. I guess it liked my rhyme. But... 
It'll be one hell of a story. This will be the origin story. Well, not your origin, but how we met for a story. Yeah, we we met in a tavern, and then we blew up a house. As both of you are still standing there, reminiscing on this moment, you leave. You return back, making your way towards the Veil of the Mist. And one would hope, or assume, or wonder whatever became of that troop of partygoers at this mansion. And like a veil, this white hand reaches out to the ghosts, and the ghosts look back at it, and a voice says, it's time. And the ghosts all, fine, bring the drinks, okay? And you hear as Elturin say to them, all right, everyone, let's go. Time to close up. We've had enough fun already. And then you are cut off as a voice of a young tiefling girl. So you burned down an entire house and then you got paid for it? As we shoot to the Badlands, where amongst the sea of tieflings, and all kinds of different people that make up the Arborean refugees. These group of kids and some adults, hell, even some teens, are looking to you both. And this little tiefling girl with this bright red skin and beautiful purple horns, she goes, is that how it works? Cause I'll burn my house if it means I get money for it. No, that's, that's not actually the point of the story. That's exactly the point of the story. Rid's lying on her back, like, doing rope tricks with the same rope they used. <laughs> Please, uh, Rid is lovely. She's amazing, but no, we're not. That That's not what you do for money. What do you do for money, Zue? Yeah, what do you do for money, Zue? Yeah, Zue, what do you do for money? Just a bunch of kids. And then even a couple of the adult tieflings in the or- corner go, yeah, what do you do for money, Zue? Well, I I travel around with Red and we write stories. So you're a, a writer. Is that what it is? Red turns and goes, we're also independently financed and keeps doing rope tricks. Hey, that's a, that's a good job if you're to have one. I think everyone here could be a writer if they wanted to. I probably can't. I don't write that well. And then all the kids start teasing him, and then he just says, Hey, I'm just being honest! Zue just stands there watching this and smiles at Rid. Rid comes up and slings an arm around Zue's shoulders and goes, I don't know if it's so much about being a writer as it is knowing what a good story is. <sighs> That's just what a main character would say. And no one knows that better than you. Thank you all so much for listening to this very special pre-Arcanum story. We have had a privilege telling it to you, and we are so glad that you were able to join us in this. Thank you so much, guys, and we will see you next time.